Let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. January 7th, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 24. Take care. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired, because then you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give a gift to someone in need, don't shout about it as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I assure you, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone, don't tell your left hand what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in secret, and your Father, who knows all secrets, will reward you. And now about prayer. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I assure you, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father secretly. Then your Father, who knows all secrets, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered only by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, because your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done here on earth, just as it is in heaven. Give us our food for today and forgive us our sins, just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, who try to look pale and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I assure you, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will suspect you are fasting except your Father, who knows what you do in secret. And your Father, who knows all secrets, will reward you. Don't store up treasures here on earth, where they can be eaten by moths and get rusty, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty, and where they will be safe from thieves. Wherever your treasure is, there your heart and thoughts will also be. Your eye is a lamp for your body. A pure eye lets sunshine into your soul. But an evil eye shuts out the light and plunges you into darkness. If the light you think you have is really darkness, how deep that darkness will be. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This week's Bible Meditation, Isaiah 40, 31. 
But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. blind. You are blinded to the big picture. You are blinded to the grand plan. Your life becomes obsessed with the here and the now. All you can see is a checking account and a savings account and a retirement fund and a good job and good friends and a great weekend and awesome vacations. And all you can see is here and now. And you have no ability to step back for a second and realize there is something far more extensive and expansive and imperative and important transpiring. And it is time and space beyond called eternity and there is a creator and there is a God and there is something way more important than your new boat that you're going to take on the water this summer but your understanding is darkened and all you see is how many Instagram followers you have okay no one really cares but that's you're, you're, you're so limited in scope You're alienated from the life of God. Listen to the language Paul uses. You are alienated. You are completely removed from, listen, the life of God. Spiritually, you are lifeless. There is ignorance that is profound and present because your heart is hard. Wow. Jesus saves. From what? Uh, that your heart is hard you, you know the word heart means the control center of your being your conscience your feelings your emotions your will it is hard desensitized indifferent and careless to the one who designed you wired you created you put you together you are impervious to any of his involvement. Now you might be here and say, I'm not, I don't really care if my heart is hard. Let me just appeal to you on this. Your experience on this planet is profoundly limited by a control center that is desensitized to the one who gave it to you in the first place. If you are looking for maximum human experience on earth, it is intrinsically linked to your ability to connect your existence and your experience to the one who gave it to you in the first place. So nobody wants a hard heart. How do you know? How subjective is a hard heart metaphor or statement? Or phrase, you, you have a hard heart. I'll never forget growing up in church. I've been in more church services and you've had lattes at Starbucks, okay? You have lost count, right? And I, I remember years ago being in the church and running around and maybe creating a little bit of ruckus and stuff. Practically lived at the church and sweet old saint, minus the sweet, who told me, you young man have a hard heart. Well, that was really uplifting. Thank you. You have a hard heart. How do you know if you have a hard heart? Because based on the language of Paul, it's it's really a bad thing when your control center is completely desensitized to God. You have an inability to feel or be aware or acknowledge God. Psalm 7 
verses 1 through 17. We do not know what Cush said about David, but apparently he was one of the court liars who flattered Saul and made life difficult for David. When you have a Cush in your life, do what David did. Number one, be honest with God. David did not say that the enemy was telling the truth, but he was willing for God to examine him and punish him. He had nothing to hide. Number two, let God be the judge. It is wise to let God be the judge because His judgment is always right. We do not see ourselves and others as He sees, so it's best to turn the matter over to Him. David was careful to maintain his integrity and let God be his defense. And always remember to give God thanks. What does it matter that men slander us so long as the righteousness of God prevails and the name of the Lord is glorified. Psalm chapter 7, verses 1 through 17. Psalm of David, which he sang to the Lord concerning Cush of the tribe of Benjamin. I come to you for protection, O Lord my God. Save me from my persecutors, rescue me. If you don't, they will maul me like a lion, tearing me to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, if I have done wrong or am guilty of injustice, if I have betrayed a friend or plundered my enemy without cause, then let my enemies capture me, let them trample me into the ground, let my honor be left in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in anger, stand up against the fury of my enemies, wake up, my God, and bring justice, gather the nations before you, Sit on your throne high above them. The Lord passes judgment on the nations. Declare me righteous, O Lord, for I am innocent, O Most High. End the wickedness of the ungodly, but help all those who obey you. For you look deep within the mind and heart, O righteous God. God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is a judge who is perfectly fair. He is angry with the wicked every day. If a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He will prepare his deadly weapons and ignite his flaming arrows. The wicked conceive evil. They are pregnant with trouble and give birth to lies. They dig a pit to trap others and then fall into it themselves. They make trouble, but it backfires on them. They plan violence for others, but it falls on their own heads. I will thank the Lord because He is just. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 5 My child, Listen to me and treasure my instructions. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and understanding. Search for them as you would for lost money or hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain knowledge of God.